Well, hello. Welcome back, fellow subscribers, followers, people who maybe have stumbled upon our video. Um, this is a, probably I would say, a series that we're doing um, on white supremacy. I'm Martina. This is Lisette. Welcome to our channel. So if you watched our first video, which you should, you probably should at least watch the first video. Um, yes first before you watch any other videos because it helps kind of set the premise of what we're going to be talking about in this video and the upcoming videos around white supremacy. I know that's a very broad topic, but hey, white supremacy is a very broad thing. And so Lisette and I are going to be talking about in this video, COVID and how that or how white, I can't say Girl almost said how COVID impact white supremacy. It didn't. I was like, how? No, it, didn't. <laughs> it did not. It did not. How white supremacy <laughs> is still impacting COVID. I think particularly, you know, Lisette and I probably can talk more about the Chicago uh, influence or how white supremacy has influenced here in Chicago, but also nationwide as you know, we've all been watching the news and the articles, you know, we've all seen these things happen with COVID. So my goodness, it's been a year now. It's been a year. So it's been a year, oh my God, COVID's still here. That bitch, that bitch trying to stay. She like, she's brought her cousins, like yeah. she, she brought her cousins from what, South Africa, from London. She yeah. family, honey, she's like, Oh, like, I, I, I don't want to go. I don't, don't want to. You thought I'm gone? Y'all trying to do this virus? I'm Let, me <laughs> Let me show you. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I yeah, is this is the, I can't believe it's been a year. Oh my god. Um, but look at a year that it's made. You know that <laughs> that has been made. You know, with this, and I think goodness, I think we all can remember what we were doing or where we were doing, kind of when we all went into lockdown and how we still. Kind of still in lockdown. <laughs> Things are still, you know, well, at least here in Chicago. I don't know, like down there in Texas and yeah. Mississippi, at least those two states. I'm not sure if there are any other states. I'm surprised. I'm surprised Florida has not followed suit and just have opened back up the whole state. It's and who knows? Florida. Maybe by the time this video comes out, there may be some other places that have it opened may be. up. And this so, is why Dr. Fauci's worried about a surge. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm worried about a I mean, I see people like, out here with no masks, going indoor. I'm like, no, why? Like, I don't understand that. And the thing, you know, before we get more into the white supremacy part of this is like, you know, of course, now people are starting to get the vaccine, whether you're getting the one dose. So I think most people have to get the two doses, however. Um, some of the regulations, I don't know if it's CDC or the World Health Organization, or certain state health departments are saying like, you know, if people, people that have been uh, fully vaccinated can be together without their mask on. Why are we promoting that? No, yeah. no. We still in a pandemic and her cousins are still here. Like the vaccine just says, if you get COVID, you will have less of, less of a negative re reaction yeah. to it. Mm -hmm. It didn't say you're not gonna get it. Get so it, like yes. <laughs> it, it doesn't make you fully immune. To COVID, like that, that's what the I, you know, I, I definitely think about because it's like, like no, why would you do that? And you know, and you know, and the rollout of the vaccine, like I, mean, I know we're, we'll get into that too, uh, and and all that, the rollout of it, but it's just like it's not at a pace where anybody should feel comfortable to be out and about without a mask, and whether you're vaccinated or not, like 
if he's like, but because it's like, no, and to your point of like, I'm like, it's a year later and COVID is still here. Like, it's not gone. You know, there's still the possibility of surges if we don't really continue following those guidelines because they're still saying like, even if you get, even if you have the vaccine, you've gotten fully the full doses uh, of the vaccine, like you still have to practice social distance. You still have to wear your mask. Um, the only recommendation for you to be without your mask is if other people have been vaccinated. But you know, not your circle of friends is going to have a mixture of that. And you like, do you really want to go through that? And it's like, even if you are around a group of people and everybody in that circle is vaccinated, you don't know who they've been around and who that person's yeah. been around. And, and it's just, it, it's just yeah. a domino like, effect. You it don't have to be a very that. tight, small circle. Girl. Me and you, if if we were vaccinated, be me and you. Yeah, I'd be like, <laughs> you know okay, who I'd be being around, and I know who you'd be being around, and that's okay. Like, it, I just think that is so wild to me. Like, let's not promote that. People still need to wear masks. As much as we hate wearing masks, I hate wearing a mask, and that's why I don't go out that often. I'll admit, but I still think we all need to wear them because you need to care. Yes about your fellow human being yeah. you know and that's the part that really boggles my mind that masks have become so political uh, yeah. as they are when it's really just people looking out for each other you know if your ass is out there you need to have a mask on they got people <laughs> with oxygen tanks out here and have respiratory diseases they still wearing a mask so if they can wear a mask i can wear one too everybody, everybody and such i think it's such a good transition to talk about white supremacy in COVID when you yeah. talk about the masks because as just a person I never would have thought that masks would be such a divisive topic in the United States like it just never crossed my mind in the beginning because I was like I remember when they started saying like you know you should wear a mask and there was all this confusion obviously in the beginning of like wearing it not wearing it the effectiveness or whatever uh but when they were like saying like I started seeing people in other countries wearing the mask, I was like, okay, I got online, started looking for my masks, and I was like, I'm not gonna be out here with no masks. Uh, you know, I got my parents' masks and everything, and and then to see it play out where it became this political thing, where it became this idea that somehow it was infringing on your rights to like, and I'm like what rights like it's just it's a mask that you wear it's a fucking mask for the protection of yourself and others and to our conversation today like what role did really white supremacy play into that uh because i'm convinced that there was a role in that there was a role of like wanting to make sure that because a lot of the times it was a lot of white people. Girl, you hit you hit the nail on I was just gonna say it's <laughs> white people out here bitching about these masks. I'm sure it's probably a few people of color. Yeah, yes. And you know, and all, all of us are not are, are not wanting to wear masks either. And and you <laughs> will see some of us not wearing masks. But honey, we have not gone up to the Capitol and stormed it and said, we don't want to wear masks. Of all the things in the world you choose to care so passionate about. Mm-hmm. You care in this passion about not wearing a mask. That's wild. And, and that was the thing, like, when there was, like, protests against wearing masks and how it should not be mandated. And the people you saw on the screen were white. 
and the audacity for this government to be like in or the government at the time the administration at the time to be like oh it's their right they're you know they're and i'm like no like it's not when you're endangering other people like this is a public health crisis this isn't something that's made up you know and it's not something that is just impacting a small group of people or just one country like this is a worldwide thing that hence a pandemic like that's what it means and it's like the fact that the if you watched the last video and you saw and you saw the beginning where we talked about the definition of like those social economic political systems that enable white uh people um it was just that like everything that all the systems just enabled white people in this country during that whole mask no mask kind of conversation to be like out and proud of like I don't care about my fellow people because that's what y'all were saying that's exactly what they're saying like that's what you're like it wasn't about for me when I saw it it wasn't about your rights it wasn't about somebody infringing on your rights or like and like no it was you just out and proud saying I don't care about you I don't care about my family I don't care about nobody else but me myself and I that's it that's it and the thing too the white people that have made such a ruckus of this and saying like we don't want the government we don't want pretty much any uh agency uh, telling us what we can and cannot do and I'm like at what time in history that white people felt the need that they couldn't trust their government? Now, I could understand for black people and brown people. I mean, because that's the thing with the vaccine. We got a lot of folks who, who are of color and they don't trust the vaccine because they don't trust white people and their white medicine. Sorry. And so, but that I can see black and brown folks maybe want to make that argument like, okay, we not trusting the government because of this, that, and another. But what in history have white, like what has given white people such a great concern about not trusting their government? What has the government done to them to make them government, science, medicine, has always done things to people of color and women. I'll say women too, and white women in there. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say something because you, you, you bring up such a good point and it reminds me of the the cast book that i that yeah. I talked about and it's like when you see what the government has done to white people it took slavery away from white people in this country but and that was southern white people that wasn't northern white people but still but who were mostly the ones that were anti-maskers in this country yeah well a lot of the southern said you had some people out here but it but when you think about like where it stems from this idea of like government taking something away from them or imposing something like you got to go back to that historical reference the one thing that was taken away from white people in my opinion my perspective on yeah. this was slavery you know i've never thought about it like that that's all look at that wait so does she talk about that in cast or or is this something you've kind of been like thinking on yourself? 
no she talks about it and that's why i'm like i'm trying to remember like the point in the book where i read yeah. it but also sort of like when it just triggered the thought so i don't know if i read it or it's something that has just been in my in my brain uh but she does go into it a little bit um i have to go back and reread some of that but i think it just when i when you brought that up it just made me think of like the one thing that really was taken away from from white people in this country um is was slavery was well, dominance and, over other people dominance over other people and i was gonna say of course out of slavery they had the whole reconstruction period which of course gave rise to what separate but equal which was bullshit yeah and we have affirmative action white a lot of white people don't like that either um which i don't even know if affirmative action is really still a thing nowadays i don't know but um that is that that's such an interesting point i had not thought about that because that's true they and it's again dominion over human beings that's mm-hmm. what you're mad about is that and it's almost just like white people just don't give a shit they just don't and not all of them i'm gonna say that yeah, but we're not we're not gonna be that person that generalizes yes yeah, so i ain't gonna generalize all white people there's some good people there's some bad black people there's you know it is what it is and every yeah they got bad apples all over the place, but yes. I'm, but we're just making the reference in terms of white supremacy. But that's such a good point that because white people are so used to, like we said, they just go about their lives, like they don't have to worry about stuff. Like they just, I get up in the morning, brush my teeth, do my hair, I'm out the door. I'm about to have me a good day. What I may, I may break up with my boyfriend and my girlfriend. That's the worst thing that happens to you. Shit. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, they don't walk out the door thinking of like, oh, if I wear this, they're gonna think that if I do my hair this certain way, it's gonna make this if people I are gonna make hoodie, assumptions. Yeah, I- if I wear, you know, if I'm going somewhere where it's predominantly white and I'm wearing a certain thing, they're gonna think of me a certain way. Like there's all these things that people of color have to sort of think about and walk through their minds every time. Like every time I even join a Zoom meeting and I'm like, oh my God, how's my hair? Like, how's my hair that day? Like there's days where I don't care. And then you, if you go on me on video, like you're just going to see my crazy hair. But then there's moments where I'm like, oh, who's going to be in this meeting? Is it going to be, is it going to be like a higher up you know, or something like that? And it's sort of like, how, how do we do that? How do we really be able to function because white people don't have to think that through and and you when you think about that mask thing it's like it's a privilege that you're not even acknowledging that you have because nobody's gonna you know argue with you know you know you had at the time you had a president who was supportive of that like he didn't want to wear a mask like he went through his whole his whole presidency like that whole year saying like not wanting to whether it was for appearances whether because it was election year and all that thing but it it was just in full display white supremacy around masks and it was just like really it's really that's what you choose you want to fight about you want to fight about not wearing a mask okay okay that's what you want to fight about because there's nothing else to fight. About. I guess, you know, it also goes to show these people that fight about the mask. I don't think they got nothing else going on. I, I just think they this is what they want to choose to focus in on on some mask and try to tie it to the Bill of Rights, the fucking Constitution. 
Okay, again, that's okay. That's what you want to focus on. Okay. <laughs> okay, it's a little weird, but okay. But I that just oh my god, this is such a good conversation. You know, and it, go, I mean, just talking about the slavery aspect of this too. Man. Now, yeah, I mean, and again, like I'll I'll do my due diligence and go back and, and see where Mm-hmm. that's touched on in the book or just even do some more uh research on it but it just really mean when you said that it made me think of like well the one thing the one thing the government has done that i know right like, that i can pinpoint mm-hmm. and reference uh that is major is definitely that like hey we wanted to abolish slavery and we took that and i mean the ramifications of that you know continue to this day the idea that there's white people out here that still think they should have dominance over other people, you know, and it, now it's not just blacks, but just anybody that isn't. That's different. That's white. not white. And it's, and it's that like, it's just so interesting. And they want to call people of color lazy and they don't want to do anything. They don't want to work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some of them may not, but they generalize the whole group of people and honey, you the one over here want somebody to be subservient to you. Like, what type of shit is that? <laughs> like, you mad because you because people will have equal footing than you? That's the way it's supposed to be. People should all have an equal and equitable opportunity. Like, what? That, this is so mind-boggling to me. This is so mind-boggling. Yeah, and, 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 the, the, and to think that a mask has so much power mm-hmm. politically because the white supremacists in our country pushed that agenda i mean they pushed it to no end of like i mean they really did like i mean like i said the last administration made it such a thing where it's like you then started kind of questioning experts you had people questioning experts in public health field doctors like you really push this agenda and it again to my knowledge and my view and from what I saw in my little space of 2020 a lot of that was driven by white people yep white men primarily then you have the white women be coming behind that and it's like how do you do how do you not recognize that you were just using this dominance that you have and this, you know, this white supremacist systems that are in place, you use that to have people think that masks were were bad and agenda from the government to make you, for lack of a better word, a slave to the system, like... You know, no. I would love to be able to sit down. I'm, 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 I may regret saying this, but I would, lo- I would like to sit down with somebody who identifies as a white supremacist because mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't know if I don't know if we'll get anywhere, and I hope violence will not ensue. But I would think, um, I would, I would just because again, I'm so interested in this, like, and I'm talking about not, you know, not one of these these dumbass white supremacies. I'm talking about like a scholar, because they out there, these white no, no. people hiding behind these veils, a scholar, somebody who this is, this is what they believe. I would really like to know, because how do you justify this much hatred? Why is that okay? 
like that that's all i look at white supremacy at, is that it is hating someone for the color of their skin which you can't change the color you are so you're hating somebody for something that they can't change and yeah. that you decided they're inferior to you like mm -hmm. where like why that's it's just so interesting and i think you know we are continuing to see i think especially with the vaccine rollout um although i will say here in chicago i know the city has really tried to prioritize yeah. uh neighborhoods that have been the most hit yeah um which i think is a great thing as they should be i will say that is something i think that has gone right and for all my emergency preparedness people out there where y'all at I, I need some comments because you know the city yeah. i was talking about this last night me were and i just wonder like for the methods that are in place for emergency preparedness i bet that's white supremacy mindset too like what like i'm just like how we in this a year um the vaccine rollout has been a real mess though i will say and like where are the emergency preparedness people at like i need to know like why were y'all not prepared better than this and i'm saying this because i'm not trying to judge someone because i could not imagine trying to be some of these leaders or people up here trying to be these COVID experts and trying to figure this shit out. It's no judgment, but at the same time, I'm like, is this all we got? Are we supposed to be what the greatest country in the world? And <laughs> this is what we, this is what we got for emergency preparedness. Yeah. Like this is a problem. This is a problem. Because you you made me think of like when you mentioned like white supremacy and, and the, the play it has in sort of that system like the fact that you couldn't that maybe you don't think about how this rollout would happen within our black and brown communities mm -hmm. because it's not thought about like you it's such a different approach like I think about things that I've seen in my neighborhood or you know, people trying to get people to get uh, the vaccine and get these appointments filled. And I'm like, man, it's been like four weeks since y'all announced these and you still haven't filled up all of your appointment slots. Given that there's thousands of people in these neighborhoods, like in our neighborhoods, there's thousands of people in each one of them. And I'm like, these appointment slots should be filled. But they're, to me, and the, from coming of a community member, like, if I wasn't connected, whether it's social media or anything, like I wouldn't hear about or see any announcements around like the vaccine being available at this place or at this, you know, thing. Um, but it just seems like it's a system that caters to people that have access to the internet, that have access to, yes, to technology. That, that you know that have not just access but the knowledge and the know-how on how to navigate those tools and it's like you know and I'm like you know like having to help my parents navigate that whole thing like I, I'm the one that has to do it because they're like how do I even like do this or how do like how do I find out and it's like you're just kind of looking through that and it's like yeah like I can see it because you're not thinking about what really is happening at that community level of what people have access to, you know, and how much money are you putting into those 
or the campaigns and marketing like jesus i can imagine millions of dollars are going into that and, and then they're not reaching the people that you want reaching, them to reach it's not reaching the people who need it. Cause just, I know you and I have had this conversation with some of the South side neighborhoods. You were telling me the other day that they still have slots open. Like, and to me, I, I think, and you know, of course I've told you a little bit about the situation with my mom and trying to get her into a doctor's appointment. Yeah. And you know, my mom is a lady of a, a certain age. I won't say her age because I don't think she want me to say it on the, on, on the internet, but she's a lady of a certain age and she like she actually, she has a very simple smartphone. I'll say it's probably like if you think like when like smartphones first like first became a thing. She's a very yeah. like very simple one, um, you know. And you know she can text at best. But I was telling you all the things I was going through with her, like you know that how the office was trying to text her and she, you know she's trying to understand what they're saying. They telling her like, oh, go to this website and this link. And I think about the same thing with the vaccination, like all these millions of dollars that's going into marketing and campaigning for this and like scanner codes and websites and text messages, everybody doesn't have that. And even if they do have it, they may not understand, they may not even use it. And I don't know why it has become such a thing for people not understanding how to reach people nowadays. Why is that a problem? I remember because we even talked about it when I was in my old job. Why is it a problem? And we can't figure out how to reach people who don't know how to communicate. Like, like, what did we do before? What yeah. did we do before cell phones and iPads? Before Zoom. Before Zoom. Before all of them, WebEx, whomever. Like, what do we do? Like, it's not like, honest, and I think it comes back to that trust factor too, which we always talk about within our communities. You know, if people may not have all this technology and whatnot, a lot of them are here in the, probably in church. It could be the grocery store. It yeah. can be the daycare center. It could be the barbershop. It can just be word of mouth. You might hear somebody talking about it. Like that's just like old school ways of doing stuff. And like, I think the public health professionals, medicine, the scientists, you know, they really just need to make better, better usage of really how we, like, how do you want to connect with these organizations? Like understand their level. Like it's one thing to have boots on the ground and people there, but Folks don't want you coming into their community, like trying to get them vaccinated when you don't come there any other time. So you yep. want me to get vaccinated for you? Like, it, like for me, like, who am I getting vaccinated for? Like, why are you here now? When you yeah. were here two years ago, when like a shooting happened, like you're here now, like for what? And then when you met, when you think about the response to COVID, and the support the lack of support systems that were in place during those very awful beginning months of of you know the virus hitting the united states and you know and the long-term effects that we still see to this day you know unemployment rates you know people just you know all these things and the lack of support that a lot of black and brown communities didn't have to begin with to begin with like the government failed its people and it wasn't just black and brown communities it failed the whole country like I am 100% that and like and I think like obviously like our our topic of like what white supremacy did like and that's the thing like white supremacy will have you believe that everything is fine that capitalism is the way to go like we just need to get back to 
you know, open the business. We need to get these things, you know, all these things in place. But it's like, it will have you believe that helping other people during a pandemic, during some of the, one of like the terrible times of, you know, in history for us, like not just here in the United States, but in the world, like will have you think that it's not, it's not something we should do because they're less than, because those that would benefit are less than, you know, the dominant, you know, majority or whatever you want to call it. And it's like, and it comes back to, not to cut you off, but it comes back to wanting to have ownership of other people. Why should we have to help people? Why should I have to care about somebody else? Okay, that's what I'm gonna say, go back to you. Okay. No, I was gonna say, and it goes back to what you were talking about, like that trust thing, because we saw it play out where when definitely people of color needed its government the most Mm -hmm. when we saw the rates of uh infection when we saw the rates of unemployment really impacting our communities the government just failed and it failed because of white supremacist systems because it it all just what it's set up to not it's designed to not help people of color Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I'm like and we saw it played out 2020 like you know when we get into obviously the other things that happened in 2020 um outside of COVID because there were other things that happened outside of COVID um like it just plays out and it's like the fact that a lot of our government leaders can't even acknowledge white supremacy in our system, like that's that's another that's a whole other thing to even talk about during COVID because they couldn't acknowledge as to why if people are like, why are these rates so high in like oh. communities of color? Like, how can it be so, like why are we seeing these? Like, why are we I'm like you designed it for it to happen this way. Exactly, they did. You designed white it. people designed it this way like white supremacy like this is supposed to go because of white supremacy there's Mm -hmm. why i just i think we would be so much further if leaders in all different sectors would just call out white supremacy and racism i mean i'm starting to see even now with this company that i work at now the newer one i they are trying to start calling it out i think more white centric organizations but there's mm-hmm. still so much way to go. I think like, and people are so afraid of like fucking up their money, fucking up a connection. But sometimes, mm-hmm. I, mean, I get it. But then all that's all that's rooted in white supremacy too. Why should you worry about that when you really need to worry about helping people? Yeah. Like sometimes, I mean, this is why, you know, our activists and people that have made a difference, they've been jailed. They've been killed. They've been tortured, whatever, because... They say, fuck it. This is what I believe in. This is what I'm going to fight for. And I think if we need more leaders like that. Now, I'm not saying we got to incite violence and all that type of stuff, but we need, like, our leaders, like, Biden might need to just come out. Like, just say it, motherfucker. Like, just say it. This is mm-hmm. the country we live in. Like, stop, you know, you, they trying to be everybody's friend and, you know, they trying to be moderate. And I get that. Like, yes, we want to be all kumbaya, but we're not going to be all kumbaya if we don't stop sweeping shit under the rug just call yeah. it what it is and that- I think, yeah not, not to cut you off but i think one of the things that i'm starting to sort of see 
more or realize more is that people are more comfortable in call in saying or calling out racism and saying like oh it's it's, it's racist it's racism and things. but I'm like but the cause of racism is white supremacy like the, when you think about like because you and I always talk about that root cause and you and I always say the root cause of a lot of these things a lot of these inequities racism is white supremacy and I was like and I'm like, you have to call it what it is. Like, you can't, da- you want to dance around it. You want to say like racism. Like, I see so many articles like racism is a public health issue. And I'm like, but why is it a public health issue? Because of white supremacy. Like, that's why it's a public health issue. And it's, <laughs> but it's just, you know, and, and no, so I'm like, people I think are more comfortable in talking about like racism or sort of making the connection to racism than they are about calling white supremacy. And it's because most of the people that are in power are white mm-hmm, mm-hmm. across sectors. So we're talking nonprofits, for-profits, government, like public, all these things, like they're white. Like you can look at most, like you, you know, I have worked, you know, nonprofit. Like if you look at most nonprofits, you're probably going to see a lot more white leadership than do you should and like white and like nonprofit yeah. especially you see so many white people in nonprofit it's so it's so it's, but there are different types of white like yes. nonprofits not 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 everybody is struggling and grassroot nonprofit they got yeah. some very oh. long standing profitable and, and and when I say profitable obviously not that because they are five one c three but they are very rich in resources mm-hmm. um, they have the means, some of them do, but still, oftentimes, it's still that thread of white supremacy. And I almost feel like white supremacy threads much deeper in nonprofits than it does. Now, it does in corporate America, obviously. Mm-hmm. You know, we all know the horror stories, but I don't think people talk about the white supremacy in nonprofits. Non-profit. Yes. They don't Ooh. talk about that. Like every, everybody talks about in corporate America, and you know the white man this and that well it's kind of obvious you know like we know that and yes. that of course that is still an issue too but don't nobody talk about that in nonprofit and how nonprofits struggle because they struggle so much because of the white supremacy but nobody yeah. talks about that mm-hmm. nobody talks about it i got heated off that i had to calm down <laughs> no but i mean it's something that you and i have have grappled with and talked yeah. about and and, and and this might be something that we dig into, you know, down the line too, like nonprofits, white supremacy and how we view it. And, you know, who knows, maybe we can find somebody in, in the non- a leader in a nonprofit uh, a sector that is willing to talk about. If you know somebody, our, our viewers, yeah. that would be willing. To be, yeah, they don't have to be in Chicago. Yeah, That's- no. It could be anywhere. It could be international. I just yeah. it's just an interesting thing. And I think people like people are so afraid to go on the books about stuff. And yeah, I, I get it because again, that white supremacy culture will burn your ass. People canceling yeah. folks out now for saying all kind of stuff. And people, I think people now are more afraid than ever to really, you know, speak their mind because um, you and I talked about this. Like to be woke is hard. <laughs> and to also sometimes being woke is not enough and sometimes being woke is too much Mm -hmm. um and it just all depends on what the context is yeah um but 
I think we've come to a great segue. I think so. I think to talk of, you know, give you a little intro of our next video, which will be about what we, yeah, we're going to talk about last summer. Oh, Lord. The police brutality, anti-police, Black Lives Matter. That's, uh, yeah. Which again, nothing yeah. new. Nothing new. Nothing new. Nothing new there. Uh, just white people want to be out protesting again. Um, so... <laughs> Thank you guys for sticking yes. around for this edition of COVID and COVID and white supremacy. Um, so again, leave your comments or you know suggestions or anything we're talking about as we mentioned in our videos and we'll continue to mention. Um, and we'll be back. So stay tuned. Thanks guys. <laughs>